Welcome back to ASMR Quest, listeners! It's a very special episode. That's right, it's our Valentine's episode. An episode about love. John? An episode about ASMR. John? Yeah, yeah. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. No, John! No! Love dance strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. Attraction based on sexual desire or affection based on admiration, benevolence, or common interest. Is that how uh, Webster's Dictionary defines it? So Merriam-Webster does define love. There's actually nine definitions. Wow. Um, and the tennis sense of the word love only comes in at number eight. You'll never guess what number seven is. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The sexual embrace. Compulation. <laughs> oh, nice. And, uh, and number six, an amorous episode. Which I think is... I don't really know who's who's sort of clacking away there at Merriam-Webster, uh, figuring this all out, but that just seems redundant to me. Yeah. And also, to, to define love with reference to the word amorous... Just doesn't see that's just not the way to do it, you know? That's not the direction these sorts of definitions are supposed to flow. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a good point. Okay, so now that we've gotten the you. love out of the way, um I think it's time to move on to the main sort of topic for today, and that's Uganda Knuckles, John. <laughs> so um I before before starting this episode, I decided to do a little bit of investigation to Uganda Knuckles. Because um, it's what the teens yeah. love, and we're really, you know, I mean, thank <laughs> is it you. what the teens love? Are the teens into it? <laughs> well, actually, John, that's part of that's part of my Ugandan Knuckles news. Um, I, I looked at <laughs> at Google Trends, and it turns out the Ugandan Knuckles meme is more or less over. Um, and then I went on to I went on to Google News, and I was just uh, sort of looking at the various news stories. Yeah, and really, all that I can find are just a variety of news stories about uh, how it turns out that Ugandan Knuckles is in fact racist. <laughs> such a, oh boy! <laughs> it's with a heavy heart that I have to I have to come out and apologize um, for <laughs> our Ugandan Knuckles episode of ASMR Quest, which is this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry that we sort of shone a spotlight, shone our spotlight on a dying racist meme. <laughs> um, so back to Valentine's Day, John. <laughs> <laughs> so we we've canceled uh, our the, our Uganda Knuckles episode that we had planned. <laughs> Uganda Knuckles Unfortunately, we're gonna have to go with our backup Valentine's Day special. Yeah. I know it's less trendy, but it also. <laughs> I mean, is Valentine's Day racist? Not that I'm aware of. Well, here's here's the thing, though, John. 
You ever see a black Cupid? Um, no. Uh, I probably have at some point, but uh, it is definitely uncommon. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> also, I've I've just googled black Cupid to see if there are black Cupids. There are, in fact, you know, black depictions of Cupid. But I think, sort of tellingly, about I would say half to two thirds of the images are actually um, sort of silhouettes of Cupid, and not, in fact, oh. an African American Cupid, <laughs> but just a, a a in a very literal sense blacked out Cupid. <laughs> I, I have nothing else to say on this topic. Yeah. Well, I'm going to move along. It's <laughs> good job. Do you want to uh, move on to notable vids? Oh, let's do it, John. Let's All do right. it. What's notable this week? Well, I found uh, this one video that I think was made just for me. Mm-hmm. This is an ASMR video about making a miniature fairy garden by Sassy Crafts ASMR. Um, I've, I've watched a couple of her videos in the past. I think I've talked about them on, the sh- on this show. Uh, and I, I do enjoy her videos. Um, there's something quite fun about her, uh, to me, about, about the way she does her videos. Like, she's pretty good at her crafting. But I also find that she just kind of does things her own way fairly often. Like she, she's kind of a, a renegade crafter, uh, which I, I enjoy about her. But this particular video, you know, it's about putting together some some miniatures, uh, which you know, I, I I do enjoy some miniature things. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, but more importantly, she's pl- she's potting plants. She's making a little garden, and uh, she's doing it all through ASMR. Um, she's doing it through ASMR. <laughs> well, literally, yeah, she, it's, it's an ASMR video. Excuse me. No, it was. Uh, I, in I which was she impressed. is. So I watched this yeah. video, and first off, the way that she manipulated the objects to sort of conspire together into this array, using not but <laughs> <laughs> gentle noises, <laughs> was sort of magical. Well, I will say it was. I thought it was a good video. Watching this, I was surprised. Sort of, it, it just. It seems like such a natural fit to ASMR, uh, like the this sort of like gentle crafting, right? It's, it's oh yeah, relaxing. absolutely. Really, yeah. it's designed as a soothing activity, right? And to throw yeah, all the is... gentle voices on top of that. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. And yeah, it is surprising there isn't uh, there isn't more crafting ASMR. Mm-hmm. It's like it, they go. Hand in hand, very well. Yeah, so I'd say this they're, is they're under, an underserved market, John. And I would, I would, you know, I know all of our listeners are at this point probably crypto billionaires, right? Um, <laughs> oh, I hope not, listeners. If you made a fortune on cryptocurrency, I'm disappointed in you. Well, I mean, yeah, great for you. You made a fortune, but you did it in a dumb way. You shouldn't <laughs> have made any money. Uh, you. You made a dumb investment, and you just got lucky. Now, here's and, the thing, uh, John. Here's the thing. <laughs> I've been I've been sort of doing some research recently mm-hmm. about cryptocurrency. Yeah, because I just I don't. There's a lot of there's a lot of people talking about the blockchain, John. Yeah, and I just don't see how it's relevant. And I've been trying to figure out how, and I think I, I think that I, I now sort of have some appreciation 
for it, but I don't really, because it just seems dumb, John. It just <laughs> seems like a because here's the thing. So, so my understanding of blockchain. Yeah, this is this is our Bitcoin special episode. Everyone, <laughs> we're doing a fast pivot. So, my understanding of blockchain is that it's it's essentially a way to set up a distributed anonymous ledger online. Mm-hmm. And that, you know that's kind of cool, right? Everybody everybody needs to have ledgers for various things for your, all your transactions and whatnot and to be able to do so without sort of a centralized trusted authority is nice. But here's the thing, John. We already sort of have centralized trusted authorities, right? Yeah. And it turns out that um, if you get rid of them and you go with this fully anonymized system, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it turns out that we have these authorities for a reason, because you can't do things like reverse a transaction with Bitcoin. You can't do things like if like insure your, like I guess you could probably insure your Bitcoins, right? But there's no sort of inherent insurance in the medium in that if, if someone steals my Bitcoins, well, that's it. They're gone. Yeah. That's just it's, well, I also, my understanding is that pretty much all cryptocurrency trading is done through, like, a centralized agency of some sort. Like, it may not be the government as, you know, is traditional with uh, our, you know, with, 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 with real money. But that, like, for the most part, people are not, like, directly trading and just buying and selling their Bitcoin. Like, most of it is done on, like some centralized marketplace that everyone goes to to buy and sell their cryptocurrencies. Well, but so there's, like, um, there is still a distributed element to it in that the record of who owns what Bitcoins, like that, when, when people talk about it being a distributed um, ledger, that's the part which is distributed. The notion of who owns what. It's certainly true that the trading happens in a centralized manner. Um but actually, the actual like record of who is traded with whom and all that sort of stuff—that is all—that uh, is all distributed and public. Which is, you know, I mean, it's a, so on the one hand, um, cryptocurrency is sort of, as the name would suggest, um, cryptographically secure in some mechanism, right? It, it, there is like uh, it's it's anonymized to some degree, but it does also mean that your full transaction history is public. <laughs> so it's just it's just a. So I, I know, I know. To all of our crypto billionaire listeners, you might not agree with me on this, but I'm gonna have to side with John on this one. You did make your fortune in a dumb way. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for listening, and please donate uh, one bitcoin. That's all I ask. If you, we will take all of your bitcoins and immediately sell them for however much they're worth. Yeah, buy some Amazon for stuff. real money. I will, tra- I will transform them into real money as quickly as possible. But I will accept them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that concludes my thoughts on making a miniature fairy garden. Harvest <laughs> crafts, gardening crafts. <laughs> long title. It is a long title. A lot of ASMR videos have long titles. Mm-hmm. Now I've shared a very special video with you this week, John. I um, saw that. That's right. It's Japan's most expensive steak. A. It's very close to. Uh, another video which I shared at a previous time, which was also about the preparation of expensive Japanese steak. <laughs> um, and I gotta say, you know, I think this is just, this is sort of my genre. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, I also watched this and I also really enjoyed it. Like, it's just, the the whole preparation is so delicate. Uh, so we also, we, it, this video is not just showing 
the preparation of the steak. It's showing the preparation of this entire meal. And it's it's just very calm, very delicate. There's some nice light music playing in the background. Uh, everything is done so uh, deliberately. I don't know. It's just it's just kind of beautiful to watch. It is very deliberate, right? And like when they, when it, when they're making the little onion soup at the beginning and just putting yeah. that little slice of mozzarella on top, it's just so oh, beautiful. Loving. I don't know. It I, really is. Yeah. Also, I, I looked up a little bit about um, wagyu beef, which is the type of beef which they are preparing. In particular, Matsusaka wagyu beef. It turns out, John, that it's Japanese beef. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, also, it's, it's also fancy. It's like from a particular breed of, of cattle. Which yeah, yeah. Been yeah, like, I think Japan is... Like, Jam- Japan does have some supposedly very tasty beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been to Japan, and I've never had their tasty beef. Uh, but if I ever go to Japan, I will be I will be sure to try it. Yeah. So, so this Matsusaka beef... In particular, so so wagyu beef is basically any form of beef which is from one of four different breeds of cows in Japan. Okay, um, Matsusaka beef is is the sort of real fancy variant of it, where it's oh. it's the meat from one of the breeds um, which is reared under very strict conditions in a particular region, and it's known for having a a, a particularly high fat to meat ratio. This is all unsaturated oh. fat, which is like apparently sort of melts in your mouth or something. That sort of explains why it looks so strange because yeah when he pulls out this cut of beef at the beginning it it doesn't look like beef to me no it's it sort of looks almost like spam maybe or which is it's surprisingly it, light yeah it's it, it's it's very strange looking mm-hmm. i can't quite describe how strange or why it looks strange but it it does but one one fact about um matsusaka Wagyu beef. Only virgin female cows can be sold as Matsusaka beef. Well, so if you it ever doesn't seem one, so much like it's about the feet, the food quality. That just seems to be like a, a weird like tradition or something. Nope, that's I I, I, I think. Up with that. So if you if you are ever having uh, Matsusaka beef, John, just know you can you can take comfort in the fact that that cow is virginal. That cow is not a sinner. Yeah, that cow did not have... Because, I mean, here's the thing, John. Here's what I think a lot of people, a lot of vegetarians um, (laughs) don't realize. So, animals don't get married. uh, Mm. But they're still having sex. Guess what? (laughs) That's a sin. They're going to hell. (laughs) I also shared an exciting video that's not about ASMR. Yeah, you shared... You got... You got a uh, very liberal with your uh, with your links and comments and pictures this week. Mm-hmm. Well, I was really trying to contribute, John. I was really trying to make this <laughs> here, and I think I did. Uh, and this video is called "Super Ernie Tries Soda," and I won't I won't go on about it too long because it is not related to ASMR in any way, shape, or form. But a small child tries soda for the first time. And there are a few things that I like about this. The first is that the father who posted this video does call his son Super Ernie. Um, <laughs> the second is that it was very cute to watch the kid. He was pretty hesitant to drink this thing. And he had, he had a little sip and he got a big smile on his face. And you're like, ah, oh, ruined this child's health. <laughs> and third, um, after sipping the soda, shortly after sipping the soda, 
The child asks his father, um, shall we watch some Avatar? <laughs> yeah. This is not a British child. So the fact he said, shall we? It's just, it's just tickled my fancy, John. Tickled my fancy. That's, I just, the idea that we could have just been so excited about Avatar is funny to me. He just, I wonder, is it Avatar The Last Airbender or Avatar the movie? Or Avatar The Last Airbender, the movie. The best option of all. I don't know that it's that one. I think we can safely conclude uh, that's not the case. But John, I'm sick of these fucking notable vids. Gotta move on to the next section. Alright, let's do it. It's ASMR News! ASMR... What? I was doing a little intro. I'm doing a little intro song. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you can continue that. No, no, that's was it. Wait, it's not that you just cut off at, it's ASMR? Yeah. So you're not even going to throw in the news? No, it's ASMR. But it's ASMR news. You got me. <laughs> I got cut off. Okay. I was, try- I was trying to cover, John. I didn't want to look a fool, but... I think, ironically, I wound up looking more a fool in my attempt to cover. <laughs> okay. I'd like right. to apologize. Thank you, Ian. I, I appreciate that. Uh, the, the, so, the, the first item in the news this week, W Magazine is back at it again. This time, they've brought in Salma Hayek, and then also, in a separate video, they brought in Emily Ratajkowski. That's right. It's two for one. This week only. W Magazine. I don't think they posted <laughs> in the same week. I, yeah, I don't think so. Um, uh, but we're talking about them now. Both of them. That's right. Uh, so first, the Salma Hayek one, I thought it was pretty solid. I thought, excuse me, I'm sorry about that, listeners. I had a little burp. Well, John, you can edit it out, and then... <laughs> I probably won't. John, what a great joke. Now, <laughs> back to our discussion. <laughs> uh, the Salma Hayek video I thought was really solid. Um... She does some eating. Uh, well, she she uh, she she eats some hard tortillas. She also unwraps them. Uh, I think the unwrapping has really more of a crinkly sort of ASMR experience to it. Uh, but just I don't know in general. I thought she did a good job whispering. I think she has a nice voice. Uh, I thought it was solid ASMR content for a three and a half minute long video. Yeah, I thought that was maybe one of the higher quality W. I agree. ASMR yeah, I think this is a this is a top tier W magazine ASMR vid. So if you've only got time for one, I would say maybe check out this Selma Hayek one. I agree. Now that brings and us to the second uh, W magazine, Emily Radzikowski. Radzikowski. It's <laughs> I have always been unsure until I watched this video. It's Radzikowski. The J is silent. She doesn't oh, pronounce it. Oh dear. Well, don't I look yeah. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> uh, so, um, this one was, I mean, she, she does a fine job whispering and all that. Uh, I felt like this one was mostly an ad for a purse that she uh, designed, I guess? I don't know. Her name's on it. Her name is attached to this bag. She has some sort of deal. She has some sort of involvement with this bag. Uh, but I felt like it was it was largely an ad for that purse. It was kind of a cool purse, though. I guess. Um, so. I don't know. It's very purple. 
Yeah. Uh, and I liked that about it. It was a purple purse. If you if you're in the market for a, a purse and you want it to be as purple as possible, I don't think you're going to be able to do much better than this purse here. Because I mean, the clasps are metallic, and so they're not purple. But about everything else is. Yeah. Um, it's a very shiny purse too. It is very shiny. Uh, yeah. So shiny and purple. That was really the big selling point for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also. So I feel like. I, I felt going into this video like I knew what Emily Ratajkowski looked like. And watching this video, I just, I don't really recognize her. And I'm not sure if it's because they've done her makeup in a way that I'm just not used to. Or if maybe I just don't really know what she looks like as much as I thought I did. Well, here's my question for you, John. How did you know who she was? Um, well, she's a pretty famous model. Um... She was in the music video for that song by Despacito. Robin Thicke. Uh, no, no, yeah, that Robin Thicke song. Lines. Blurred Lines. Yeah, Blurred Lines, that one. Yeah, yeah. that one that was, uh, you know, pretty... Um, I don't know, well, people were talking about it a lot, I guess. So actually, that brings so, me to <laughs> something that I wanted to talk about, which was the music video Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't uh, get to the, the other... The, the the biggest reason that I know who she okay, is. Okay, the biggest reason. Uh, that is that I've listened to approximately 60 episodes of Tim and a guy from the worst idiot of all time talking about her. Mm. Uh, because she was in the movie We Are Your Friends, The Citizen Kane of Our Generation. Okay. <laughs> so just every every week they would sort of revisit, um, revisit their close ties with Emily... Radikowski. Yeah. Well, she she's like one of the main characters in that movie. Oh, so right. okay. So it makes she, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's really my the, the majority of where my familiarity familiarity comes from is okay. having listened to the worst video of all time and I'm talking about her. Well, so I I didn't know who she was. Going okay. Through. I know it's sort of a surprise. I tend to be someone who's like very up to date with these things. Yeah, I would expect you to know who most uh, famous models are. Yeah, most famous models. Yeah, fashion this, icons. It's really your thing. Yeah, this one in particular. Uh, somehow it just skated under my radar. You know, when you're when you're following as many fashion icons as I am, mm-hmm. some will fall through the cracks. Uh, I thought she had very notable hair in this video. Uh, and so I want to. I wanted to see more about her. Okay. And I saw she was on. She was uh, the the cover model for a magazine called Treats, and it was a treat to look at her, John. I will say. <laughs> um, and then, but then, John. But then I watched the um, the music video by Robin Thicke, Blurred Lines. Yeah. And I'm gonna. No, I you know. know no, which version did you watch? Which version? Are there are there multiple versions? Oh yes, there are. Oh dear. Um, so <laughs> I'm guessing that you watched the uh, um the the safer work version. It seems likely, uh, seeing as I did not. Well, so my my main comments that I was going to make about Blurred Lines is what an inane music video. <laughs> okay. So what's oh here's the explicit version. Let's take a look. I'll, we can do one of these um, one of these fun react videos. Okay. So it's me watching uh, this. I'll, I'll I'll watch it rather quickly. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. So actually, so now that I'm looking at it, John, I'm instantly noticing <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a couple of differences. Um, yeah. Between the 
safe for work and the, uh, I would say, not safe for work version. Uh, I would say that the... So first off, I think some of the scenes are different. Yeah, like uh, when, like when they wake up in the bed uh, in the morning in the safe for work version, Robin Thicke has his arm over the woman. In this version, he does not. Oh, okay. Uh, and there's also this one woman is not wearing clothes at all. And <laughs> it doesn't seem like any of the women in this in this video are wearing clothes at all. Okay, actually, so I had all sorts of takes on this music video, but this has sort of changed things for me, John. This is because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, what a what a weird and like pointless music video where they've just got this sort of ugly beige background. They've got hashtag thick flashing like every other second. Uh, and just a Lily Allen people. has a great uh, music video where she makes fun of the Robin Thick has a big dick and balloons part. It's very good. Yeah, and just like just a bunch of people, they're not even dancing really. They're just sort of just sort of gesticulating. They're sort of rocking around. But now that I'm seeing this music video, I've got to say that the the, the sort of fact that it was a cultural sensation makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> well, John, I've been made a fool of for the third time this episode. Well, um, I, I think it was uh, really a cultural... Well, I think it was a cultural sensation for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, which is why I, I just kind of glossed over it, because there's, there's too many aspects to... Too many facets to get into. It's it's deep, it's intricate, we'll have to have a special on it someday. <laughs> the Blurred Line special that everyone's been waiting for. Um, but for now, I think that's enough. Sounds good. John, what's Sky News? Uh, so Sky News, my understanding is that Sky News is a big news network in uh, the UK and Ireland. Uh, and Sky News Swipe is quite pop. Is I guess probably oh I think it's their like their tech show on Sky News, mm. but uh, they they tweeted about the fact that they had Whispers Red, uh, well Emma from Whispers Red, on uh, on their show, and uh, they were going to be she was going to be creating some ASMR triggers with one of their presenters, and it was going to be on their show, uh, and I just thought that, that was pretty exciting because. That means that, uh, you know, we can talk about ASMR in the news in our ASMR news segment. Yeah, it's pretty novel. Um, I will say that when I saw Sky News swipe, I thought it was related to Tinder. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't sure what was going on. But this makes a little more sense. I think I have heard about Sky News on, like, Black Mirror or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, also, like, it's a pretty big deal. I don't know much about it, but I, I believe it's a, a big deal over there. I'm looking at this tweet from from Swipe, and they've only got, like, 80 likes on it. Really? And so I don't think that they're really publicizing ASMR. Uh, well, maybe Sky News Swipe isn't particularly popular. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't live in a place where Sky News is really a thing you can watch. Well, they're also tweeting a bunch. I look at this. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ian, do you want to move on to the hot cuts? Twelve. Twelve tweets, John. Twelve tweets in February 11th alone. That's too oh, many wow. tweets. 
whoever's managing Sky News Swipe social media, you know, I'm gonna, I can give you a hot tip right now. Don't post 12 things in a day because no one has time to engage with that. Well, as in, evidence. in their defense, I think they are a weekend show, or I get that impression at least from the tweet about Emma. So maybe they're just tweeting about things that happened in their show that day. Actually, that's a good point because I'm looking at February 12th, only two tweets. So, John, I've now been made a fool of fourth time in the show. <laughs> and with that, uh, let's move on to some hot goss. <laughs> so, this week in the hot goss, we've got two hot topics of gossip, John. Um, this first one is very related to... The... Oh, wait, maybe we should change the name to Hot Topic. Hot... Oh, that's a good idea. Hot Topics... Yeah. I don't know if it should be this section or a different section. I think, yeah, maybe, yeah, I think there should be Hot Topics. Okay. All right. We're, we've rebranded. This is Hot Topics now. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Hot Topics. <laughs> <laughs> the S is pretty important because I, I bet the Hot Topic has, like, their own hashtag. Probably. Um, so, yeah, so, you this, don't have, oh, okay. Never so, mind. this, um, you were about to stop me from trying to like distract from the plot more, but I was I was working over here, John. Yeah, I, I was about back. to chide you for looking up the hot topic hashtag, but you were you were you were focused. I this time I was made the fool again. <laughs> well, John, now I'm on the board <laughs> four to one. <laughs> we'll see how this progresses. <laughs> is there any way to get YouTube to stop putting ASMR videos on my homepage and recommended videos on the side? I love ASMR, don't get me wrong. Nor am I worried about what people think of it. I don't like explaining why half the videos I get recommended to me when I show a friend a video are dolled up women. So actually hold on, John. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> interject right now. Okay. I love ASMR, don't get me wrong. Nor am I worried about what people think of, but then you immediately go on saying, I don't like explaining why half the videos that get recommended to me when I show a friend a video are Donald Woman staring at the camera and Dimitri. <laughs> so I think it's it's actually username not relevant, um, Reddit user. I think that you do care about what people yeah, think of it. I think I think I think you I think it was a very astute observation there, Ian. I'm giving username not relevant a full point, actually, for this one. <laughs> uh, but I do have to say, um, now that I do occasionally like look at the ASMR videos, mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot of ASMR recommendations on my YouTube, and I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I definitely get a lot of them, uh, and I, I don't really mind. Because I feel like, you know, it's productive for my work on this podcast. <laughs> I guess, you know, John, I haven't thought about it that way. It's work-related. Exactly. <laughs> is this way, actually, um, because we're sort of in tax season now, is podcasting um, deductible? Uh, well, Ian, how much money have you put into this? <laughs> I bought this microphone, John. This microphone, oh, okay, that's true. it could that's have cost true. upwards of $30,000, maybe. And microphones might cost up to that much. I don't know. Mm. Um, but for government purposes, let's just say it is my full income for the year. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, um, as, I'm, as the person who pays the hosting costs, uh, I am not planning to put that on my taxes as a tax deductible. Well, John, you pay uh, the hosting costs, but I pay for the domain name. 
Uh, the, well, now we still haven't actually, like, set up properly. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you set it up to, like, display our our page, but, like, if you want to get the actual links to the specific episodes, they won't work through the just ASMRQuest.com. You still have to go to the, like, blueberry.asmrquest or whatever it is. Oh, well, come on, I love you about this now, John. <laughs> I think I mentioned this to you before and you just didn't care. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I still don't care necessarily, but... <laughs> um, I, I think in order to Shit. call something a business expense, we have to make any amount of money off of it. We don't have to be profitable, but I think we have to have just, like, any amount of income. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do just want to take this is not the case. to say again that I think we are um, a better podcast for having purposefully eschewed advertisers... For having sort of conscientiously <laughs> rejected. Yes, absolutely. I got an email recently uh, in my inbox about advertising, actually. This mm-hmm. is not a lie. This is not a joke. I did get a, an email about advertising, and I said, no thanks, not for us. Well, I actually don't hold on, though. Um, were they asking to advertise on the show, or were they asking you to use their services to advertise the show? They, they were looking for shows to advertise on. Well, John, you turned down we, an advertiser? They, it was not an email directly to us, and I'm not... I, I can't say that we necessarily fulfilled their requirements of, I think, a thousand listen... Like, a thousand downloads per episode. Well, uh, here's the thing, John. Yeah, just, no, I still... I put that straight in the trash can. John. Which is the episodes. What? Oh, <laughs> it still like tracks the downloads per episode. Well, but hold, by by the first the first episode of ours must have gotten a thousand downloads by now, right? I uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, maybe not. <laughs> if if it has though, we can just delete all the other episodes and collect <laughs> that fat advertising revenue, John. <laughs> anyway, I, I I didn't try to game the system hard enough. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. Well, well you'll, you can work on it, John. That's a second full point for you. Um, although I did <laughs> that actually... Seems, I, that seems unfair. <laughs> hold on, chat. <laughs> I would argue there is no more foolish maneuver than that which loses advertising revenue. <laughs> John, are there any... Yeah, you're just talking about how great it is. Sorry, I, I'm distracting now. You're distracting, John. Three full points. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, I so I, actually I will say now that I now that it's looking like I'm starting to catch up, I will admit to the fact that I think I did accrue a fifth fool point early <laughs> on in the episode when I made some sort of false claim about something. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, so five to three for those who are keeping score. Are there any triggers that actually make you angry, John? This is so weird. I listen to ASMR a lot when I'm working. Uh, there's one particular artist who I love, but I have stopped listening to because she'll occasionally start randomly kissing when there's no description for that in the video. John, there's no description for kissing in the video. The ASM artist begins to kiss wantonly. What do you do? <laughs> I'd probably just let it keep playing. Okay, but what about this, John? There's no description for it in the video. The ASM artist starts chewing gum. Well, then, I mean, I can't have that. Do you get angry? That's when... Oh, 
That's when I throw all electronic devices out the window. Oh my goodness. Even the ones that had absolutely nothing to do with watching ASMR. That's when my fridge goes out the window. In addition to all Wi-Fi enabled devices. Oh dear. The oven's, I think, the hardest to get out. You'd think at first that it might be the fridge because, you know, it's, like, so large. But the thing you forget about the oven is that's really secured there. It's, it's really stuck in there. It's hooked up. I mean, I don't know if... Does your oven have gas? A gas hookup or just electric? No, no, it's, it, it's electric. Okay, well, that's good. But, yeah, it is pretty heavy. Ovens are, I would say... That's a good workout. It's a good workout throwing yeah, fire yeah. boxes out the window. Um just do it twice a week, and you will get jacked, probably. Yeah. And also, you will get um, thrown out of your apartment. I, I will admit, I, I do leave the hot water heater in place, um, and I believe there are electronic components to that one. But it, it's locked behind a door, and it just seems like too much effort. Yeah. And I don't really want to get scalded. So, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, I know I, I could be more dedicated, but I that, that is sort of my one shortcoming. What do you do with the wiring? Uh, again, it's, I, again, that one I, I do just leave in place. It's, okay, it seems kind of half-hearted, John, but... Yeah, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I guess you don't mind people chewing gum that much after all. Maybe I'll start <laughs> trying to chew some gum on the next episode. That's oh, God. <laughs> also, someone really dislikes mukbang. I don't know what it is, but... Nor do I. I'm actually Googling it now to see if it is a thing. Mukbang. There's interesting... Oh. Is <laughs> John, please, I'm about to start reading verbatim a website page. <laughs> Don't interrupt me with your commentary. <laughs> Fuckbang is an online audiovisual broadcast in which a host eats large quantities of food while interacting with their audience. Oh, okay. I, I would recommend checking out this thread, though, if you are interested in some real ranty posts about. Uh, fairly inconsequential matters. Uh, there's, there's some good reads in here. I will say, um, I would I would also recommend that everybody actually goes and checks out the Wikipedia mukbang page <laughs> because it's got this delightful section called prominent broadcasters. And just a warning to those who are going to look this up: it is flagged by Wikipedia because this section's tone or style may not reflect the encyclopedic tone used on Wikipedia. The prominent broadcasters page is a just a selection of different, I guess, mukbang artists, and it just talks about how like BJ the Diva is a broadcast jockey, the highest earning broadcast jockey to date. She earned an estimated nine thousand three hundred dollars a month. Next, BJ Fitness Fairy earning about four thousand dollars a week. BJ Hugh Jong, and as she started recording herself eating, she decided to become a full time mukbang star. BJ Patu is a 14-year-old broadcaster who makes an estimated $1,500 a night, John. Damn! So, mukbang, good way to make money, I guess, according to the prominent broadcasters section of the mukbang Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) And just imagine if you were reading an encyclopedia. (laughs) It's like, wow! (laughs) This person making $4,000 a week, John, $1,500 a night. A 14-year-old. And you can do it, too, by staying at home and just eating your favorite foods. Eating a lot of Buy my book. What what, what, what is your book about, John? It's about how to be a successful mukbanger. Okay, what can you you give our audience um, sort of some sneak peeks? No, no, you just gotta buy my book so that you, too, can learn how to make money 
sitting at home and eating your favorite foods. I'm saying, like, yeah, we've got this dedicated audience. I'm sure you can give us a teaser. No, Ian. Ian, that's not how these types of scams work. Get-rich-quick scams are all about convincing other people that you know how to get rich quick and selling them information on how they can get rich quick. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, you don't know how to get rich quick. You know how to make money by selling useless information to other people. Well, here's where you're wrong, though, John. You said they don't know how to get rich quick. I would argue that a lot of them do, in fact, That's true. get they rich do know quick. how to get rich quick. It's just that the way that they get rich quick is not the way that they are telling you they know how to. Otherwise, they'd just be doing that. Well, the thing is, I, I think that sometimes they do tell you. And that's, I mean, I've, I've, I've talked about this before, and I know that you are pretty eager for to launch into more of a success podcast. Listen, I guess if it comes into, like, success blogging, the success blogging world is very much about, like... How to be a success blogger. <laughs> yeah. But, in term, but then there's also, like, you know, people who try to teach you how to, like, make a ton of money in the real estate market or something, and, like, they're generally just full of shit. Well, here's something that I, I did read about a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was on The Atlantic, uh, a surprisingly prestigious news source for for this podcast. But you know, <laughs> take that as, you, as you'll have it. Um, and it was about, I guess there's a trend with Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising with very odd niche stores. And it turns out there's a whole industry around setting up basically these these fully automated turnkey stores mm-hmm. where you'll like you'll start a lion store just a store centered around lion products okay. and essentially what the store will be is a, a middleman link between various social media advertising platforms and large Chinese manufacturing industries. <laughs> And it'll just you'll just like set up basically these automated connections so people will like click on your ad, you know, go and buy a lion plushie or whatever. And an order will just be sent to some like Chinese distributor who will direct mail it to the customer. And I thought it was just delightful. Just the, all these people going around making these pointless online stores. And you'll you'll have to do these things like create, you know, in order to generate some amount of um some amount of data on, like, which people to track. They'll often do these things, like, they'll, they'll create bogus articles. So if you ever find, like, nonsense articles about certain topics, what might have just happened is you've you've just fallen prey to some sort of advertiser who's loaded some sort of tracking pixel into that website. So from here on out, uh, your your web ID is being followed by this, like, Lion Instagram account. <laughs> And they'll just follow you, and they'll send you all this targeted advertising. And they'll use all these weird behavioral tricks to try to sort of force you, and try to try to manipulate you into buying their various lion merchandise. Which, of course, they, they've never created, conceived of. Um, they're not <laughs> shipping it, they're not storing it. They're just... <laughs> it's like a pure middleman advertising thing. And it, apparently it's like, it's it is one of the main providers of social media advertising revenue. Huh. I just thought it was so delightful. I'm not entirely so sure I follow this. sounds very convoluted, but I'm intrigued. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's really just like a, a way to set up as simply as possible 
a middleman link so that I, I click on something, I see some sort of procedurally generated web page, essentially, offering me a variety of products, I buy one of those products, and then the the person and the, the company that created the website, which I've gone to, they don't do anything to fulfill that. All that's done is they, they'll, like, they'll have some sort of um, crowdsourced, like, sort of MTurk-style system where they'll distribute... Uh, responsibilities to people on the web to like go in and put in order forms <laughs> <laughs> for like these Chinese manufacturers to go and deliver them to you. Okay. <laughs> it's just really good, John. It's really good. And I'm going to get rich quick, actually. So the next time that we talk, I think I'll probably be rich off of this. Alright. Uh, secret's out now. That's too bad. Secret's out. Yeah, Secret is out. Um, and it is... It was the number one story on the Atlantic, so I don't think that this is actually going to be a viable strategy long term. But yeah, probably not. That's why you got to get rich quick. All right, Ian, do you want to move on to our main quest? Well, actually, John, I was I was thinking earlier that I'd, I'd come up with a great segue when we were talking about eating things. Okay, because um, this week's main quest is eating your banana by Cloverus ASMR. <laughs> that is not the main quest. That's not. Oh no, Dan. Oh, what a gaff! It's related to the main quest, though. In that this week's main quest is sort of in the spirit of um, Valentine's Day and love, and in particular definitions. I think uh, seven and eight of love. <laughs> on That's right. Dictionary. We're talking about erotic ASMR. Yeah, we are. My first question for you, John. Isn't that just ASMR? Oh, Ian. After a year of doing this podcast, because uh, I think we have been, I think we did start over a year ago, because I remember one of our early episodes was also around Valentine's Day. It, I remember being really cold when we had our first episode, because I heard, I remember that we were doing our first episode, and I was like, well, I gotta go get a six-pack for this. And I went out to buy a six-pack, and I was walking to the liquor store, and I got very cold. <laughs> Great um, story. Yeah, so that's that's an origin story. That's sort of a deep cut of ASMR Quest. So back um, when I was drinking, um, you know, frankly speaking, too many soft parades per episode. Uh, but uh, uh, you you know very well by now, Ian, that this is a specific subset of ASMR, a specific subgenre. I do, John. I was just trying to get your goat. Yeah. I saw your goat there, and I wanted to grab him. Well, you missed. It's also very difficult to grab a goat through a digital medium, because a goat is a physical being. Six to three. (laughs) (laughs) Your move. Uh, So, yeah, this week our main quest is about erotic ASMR. A genre that, frankly, I expected a lot more from. Um, We found some, like, some pretty solid examples of it that we'll get to. Uh, but if you just go to YouTube and you type in erotic ASMR, a lot of the results are not that great. Um, there's a surprising number of hypnosis erotic ASMR videos. And I don't know why this particular subgenre of ASMR has so much hypnosis associated with it. I'm also not sure that hypnosis videos work. I don't know that you can be hypnotized by a video. Well, it's... it's questionable as to, like, the degree to which you can be hypnotized at all. Um, I think that you can probably be hypnotized by videos. I think that... Hip- well, but I don't know. 
I mean, hypnosis is a pretty a pretty fuzzy thing, right? There's there's certainly are effects to being hypnotized. Um, yeah, even, people have had surgery um, while under hypnosis without uh, any yeah. form of like pain treatment. Um, but in general, yeah, it's it's mostly a placebo. <laughs> so I sort of started this off. Now I'll, I'll admit, John, I'll be the first to admit, the first and only to admit. I didn't really do my homework uh, this week. What a shock. I know. It's really... Now I had an excuse this week. Yes, sir, you did, actually. I, I don't always, but this week I did. But I was sort of frantically trying to um, to catch up with the various um, sexy ASMRs that you had posted, that you had sort of been obsessing over the past two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Just messaging me constantly about um, Yeah, no, I really it was... I, I started off by being... Just very disappointed with the vast majority of what I was finding, and then last night I was having trouble sleeping, and I really gave it another another dive, looked around a bit more, and I found some better stuff that time. But for the most part, I was was not this was not my favorite main quest. No, I mean it's it's a the most uncomfortable part of ASMR is always the part where it's sort of erotic in nature and sort of. A substitution for human connection. Yeah. And this has really taken that to the next level. It really is. <laughs> also, so so this first one, um, eating a banana, ASMR gone wild. Yeah, so this was in the section of videos. This was one that I, I was not a fan of. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. And nor were a lot of people. I do not think I've ever seen an ASMR artist with a worse like-to-dislike ratio than Cloverus ASMR. Is that on all of her videos, or just this one? Because this is the only one that I watched of hers. It's been a, at least a couple of them that I'm seeing um, consistently at least like a... at least 10% dislikes, which really is is not mm. something you see in most YouTube videos. She does have a lot of subscribers. She is quite popular. She has yeah, a lot she's of views. Popular. But she's got a lot of haters. And I don't she does. Know, is she, has she come out as racist recently, John? <laughs> Have we been fooled again? I, I don't know. Uganda Knuckles? Oh, I, I can see why this video in particular has a lot of dislikes, though. Because she seems very angry the whole time. And like, I, I don't watch ASMR for someone to be angry at me. I just, I just felt, really felt like I was under attack this whole time I was watching this. Now, it was, it's not a pleasant experience. So I didn't really focus in on this video in particular, but like sort of jumping around, it seems like she's smiling somewhat. She's got like very sort of intense gaze sometimes. She's also now making a jacking off um, little demonstration for me. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. Um, well, like, just... What makes you think she's angry? Well, if you listen to like what she's actually saying, in a couple of places early on. I'm trying to find one of the, an example, because I don't remember exactly what she says. Um, oh, wait. I don't know. Okay. Well, so, I just... She had some part... difficulty opening that banana. Oh, yeah, she really did. Opening it from the wrong side. Here's, here's a pro tip to all of our listeners. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of knowledge. A lot of people... Oh, uh, yeah, I know it... where you're going, and I don't fully agree. Uh, okay, I'll just, this, is gonna, this isn't going to be a helpful tip section. This is actually going to be a debate section. Yeah. So my helpful tip was going to be about which side to open the banana from. The stem, or... I don't know what the other 
the the bottom, the top, the little nubby bit. Right, there's the there's the long part of the banana, and there's the stubby part of the banana. I think we can all agree. Um, a lot of people open it the banana up from the long part, and at some point, I think it was on Reddit, on some life pro tip or whatever, I I saw a recommendation to open it from the bottom. Tried it out. I've never gone back. Uh, yeah. So what's your argument against opening it up from the stubby bit, John? Cause... So I feel that opening it up from the stubby bit is generally messier. Um, <laughs> and it also is not... that The little, like, weird little black thing at the bottom doesn't just, like, slide out as easily when you do it mm-hmm. that way. Um, but the big thing is just that, like, I feel that depending on the ripeness of the banana, it's not always easier to open it from the the bottom. I think that, like, uh, a banana that's still pretty green, where you're, like, really struggling to open it from the top, those ones, yes, definitely open it from the bottom. Um, a banana that's, like, but, like, once it gets ripe enough that it, it sort of snaps easily at the top, I, I do find that it is easier to open it from the top than from the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I've got two counterpoints for you, John. The first counterpoint, maybe the most substantial one, is that if you look at Mario Kart, mm-hmm. um, when they are tossing bananas behind them, that's a really very good point. Always open them from the stubby bit, and yeah. that's something that I don't think I ever properly realized until I started opening my bananas from the from the stubby yeah, it, bit. It, it does leave you with a much more satisfying banana peel, much more comedic banana peel. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> definitely <laughs> true. Technique. Also, my, my, my main issue with the top bit, so you can open them up easier. Like, I, I'll, I'll agree that typically to open up from the stubby bit, you've got to put a little bit of thumbnail into it. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it's inherently a bit messier. And you, the black part is usually there as a result. And I don't know what it is. Uh, if we have any banana experts <laughs> listed to the podcast, it's a mystery. please let us know. No one knows. Everyone knows it's there. And we all just kind of <laughs> shrug at it. Here, John. A lot of people eat bananas. A lot of people eat bananas. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone talk about the little black bit before. I think it's very brave of you to come out and talk about this. I just want to applaud you, John. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But my second point is that when you open it up from the top bit, although it is cleaner, I often find that using the top as a lever to open the banana sort of crushes the top of the banana. Again, that is that is sometimes true. And I it don't really like depends on the ripeness of the banana. There's sort of an art form you need to master in order to determine when it is right to open the banana from the top and when it is right to open it from the bottom. I say that it's really not an art form. It's just you try from the top real quick. If it just sort of like pops open in a satisfying manner, you're good. If not, then you just say, all right, it's not happening this time. You turn it over and you open it from the bottom. Okay. Well, John, maybe so, I'll try that out next time. I'll, yeah. I'll, because I, you know, I had been burned too many times. I, I used to, you know, maybe I vacillated too wildly here. I used to always open it from the top, try it out from the bottom. I saw that the error in my ways and I switched over. But now, maybe I've been missing out on a whole new dimension. Yeah. You, you gotta, opening. sometimes you gotta open it from the top, sometimes from the bottom. Thank you, John, for this enlightening, um, Sort of testament to moderation in all things. You're welcome. Uh, oh, oh, going back oh. to this eating the banana, though, I remembered what uh-huh. it was about it that was bothering me. Okay. Uh, so this whole video is sort of like uh, presented as a sexy ASMR video. 
But the entire time, she is judging you for watching a sexy ASMR video. And she keeps, like, talking about how she doesn't get why people find it sexy to when, when you eat a banana. Like, she's just eating a fucking banana. And she's, like, she doesn't get why it's sexy. And I agree. I don't really think that eating a banana is, like, all that sexy. But I've got a podcast to make, and I needed to watch some erotic ASMR videos. And I don't need someone judging me the whole time. Now, John, this video's got 4.5 million views. Do you really think all of those 4.5 million people have an ASMR podcast that was doing an episode about erotic ASMR? I don't. But I did watch several other erotic ASMR videos where they did not feel the need to judge me and tell me off for watching this video they presented, or like they put out there, intentionally as an erotic ASMR video. Now, actually, John, I'm going to interject here uh, because I was just scrolling through the comments of this video, uh-huh. and I saw a comment that said 2018 question mark from Cesar Juarez. Um, and I just wanted to build off of that to say that one thing I forgot to talk about when I was watching the Blurred Lines music video, yeah, because I was distracted by the not-safe-for-work version of it, <laughs> is that in the safe-for-work version of it, if you go to that page right now, and I would recommend it, Basically, every single comment on the on the front page there is about the fact that it is 2018 right now while they are watching this. <laughs> um, so I don't know what's been happening to Blurred Lines, but I, I, I get the sense it is no longer quite the cultural icon that it once was. Well, it's like five years old. So it's not five years old. Um, Blurred Lines was like the year before last, wasn't it? No. What? It came out... Um... Uh, I remember... Holy shit! <laughs> John Blurred Lines came out 2013. Yeah. Yes, five, it was what? like a four and a half because it came out in the summer. Or at least it got popular in the summer. What the fuck? John, this can't be true. <laughs> yeah. One more reason that we don't go to Ian for our pop culture questions. John, wait, no, this... I feel like it was popular... Like... Just... What? <laughs> John! <laughs> I don't... <laughs> no, it, it got very popular for a brief period of time, and then it, like, very quickly lost its popularity. What? <laughs> Ian, do I need... Maybe we do need to have a Blurred Lines special sometimes, so I can just sort of, like... Let you in on the the history and nuances of the sort of cultural reaction to this particular song and music video. I oh my god! <laughs> I, so I, know, so like, yeah, I know I know that like blurred lines and the whole thing is like oh well, it's sort of about like you know like rape and all that sort of stuff. It's like I'm bringing sexy back, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> it's a different song. <laughs> You, you know it's a different song, right? I do know. I do know okay, okay. Oh, well, thank I God. Was, I was. Uh, I was. It, you know, sometimes that. it's it's hard to tell <laughs> with you when it comes but to. But like, but I. Twenty thirteen was like. That was years ago. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> but I could have, I could have sworn that I was like, that was like when we were, st- man. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. I'm going to have to process this. I'm have to think about the fact that Blurred Lines came out in 2013 for a little while. Um, oh, boy. John, this is... 
This episode, the, 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 it turns out the theme of this episode is Ian is surprised by things about blurred lines. <laughs> man, oh man. Jeez. Well, okay. Uh, so I, you know, if, listeners, if you also didn't realize that Blurred Lines came out in 2013, you thought, like me, that it came out, like, year before last or something, please let me know, because I feel, I feel pretty alone right now. Also, I, I, I do have to, I mean, I, maybe I should, I always thought that it was more of a song about infidelity than, than rape, but a lot of people disagree with me, so maybe I'm just a fool. Well, John, I guess I'm going to add one full point to you. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how many I get for thinking Blurred Lines came out in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> came out back 2013. <laughs> ASMR moans, John. That's a recommended video for me now, thanks to this week's topic. <laughs> uh, so then, let's move on to some of the, the other uh, erotic ASMR videos you watched. Uh, so two, uh, so I found two ASM artists who popped up under erotic ASMR, uh, who I thought did a pretty solid job, as well as one who, well, if, if you search for romantic ASMR, excuse me, you find a lot, you, you find much higher quality, um, videos for the most part. You, you just get much better results for romantic ASMR than erotic ASMR, but a lot of it is basically still erotic ASMR, they just didn't want to call it that. Um, so if you're looking for erotic ASMR of a high quality, probably just search for romantic ASMR. Uh, but let's, yeah, let's talk about the, the ones that I did like. Uh, so there was one ASM artist, Whispering V. Uh, now, what I think I really liked about her, she's, she's really pushing the boundaries of what you can get away with on YouTube. Um, like, she she is completely naked in a lot of her videos, and just through clever framing, uh, you know, manages to keep her videos on YouTube. As a result, though, she does end up with, like, a lot of weird camera angles. She's got some very weird camera angles. I wanted to talk a little bit about... Um, so I watched some of Whispering V's videos. I think I watched ASMR 3DO... 3D IO massage tingles for you and me. And I, I sort of noticed the first, at least like two or three minutes of the video, there's not any ASMR going on. There's not any like noises or gestures or physicality. It's just a, it's just an odd angle in which you see her very pronounced bum. Yeah. That's something about oh. Whispering V that I think we need to sort of emphasize <laughs> right here and right now. She has got a a wild body. <laughs> I don't quite know, like, how she would, what she would look like, sort of. I, I don't know, it's just, it just seems like, it just seems like there's too many bizarre curves going on here. <laughs> too many unrealistic expectations, John. Yeah, I... I think a lot of her thumbnail images, at least, might be photoshopped, because... But maybe not. Maybe she is just the curviest person in the world. Just but like, this is curvy to the point where I would look at this person, like, if I saw this person in real life, I would be concerned. I would be like, oh dear, there's some sort of... There's some sort of... <laughs> well, there's some sort of spatial warping going on. 
In this vicinity. Well, I don't know for sure, because, again, she... A lot of weird camera angles. She also... She doesn't show her entire face. She shows her lips a lot, but not her, her entire, entire face. And so, yeah, this is the, the video that Ian was referencing, I also watched. And so, yeah, a good portion of it is showing her lips and chin and also her butt at the same time. Uh, and it's, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah, you'd think that'd be a, that'd be a hard shot to pull off, and I think it was, but she she managed didn't. to do it. But she's not doing anything with it. Is the thing she's I, not. So I, I think she is there. actually like uh, rubbing the mic with her fingers, but it, it's very quiet. Okay, maybe I just couldn't hear it. I'm just yeah. seeing her butt sort of move up and down with her breaths. <laughs> also, I will say, John. So. Um, I've decided to try out uh, this hot new hot new technique. It's called "Come in less than three minutes." Hands-free binaural beats, <laughs> isochronic tones. I did not see that one. Yeah, it was. It's a recommended video for me now, John, because okay. of the things that I've done. Who's um, the who's the ASMR artist responsible? Um, so this is not an ASMR artist. This is a binaural artist, John. Binaural oh, okay. Therapy. Oh, all right. Um, I do have to say, so it's it. This site advertises, or this this video advertises itself as common lesson three minutes hands free binaural beats. I guess I don't know what the hands free refers to here, but if it's saying like you can just listen to this and not masturbate and you will ejaculate within three minutes, I have got some evidence to the contrary. <laughs> um, oh, that, that does remind me, uh, Whispering V definitely a uh, a channel for adults. Um, I mean, uh, like definitely just like like visually, it is. V- Supposed to be very uh, sexually evocative, but also like the things she is saying are uh, you know very sexually explicit for the most part. Well, but a funny thing is though, John, like is sexually so we typically think of sexually explicit things as being you know for adults only, right? Uh, that I, I see where you're going with this, and I think that that is an interesting conversation that I don't feel like having at the moment. Okay, well, I'm upfront <laughs> about it. <laughs> I, I, I think you have a good point, and I think I agree with you, but I just don't feel like getting into it right now. Okay. Instead, I will just comment that I've restarted the Come in Less Than Three Minutes video, because despite <laughs> the fact it did not make me ejaculate, I do like the noise. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, sexually like the noise, or just do you just like it? Well, I'm pretty flaccid right now, so I don't think I'm <laughs> doing anything for me, but it is like... I, I, so I will... Also, I will say that... um. There, there have been times in my life when I've listened to a lot of, like, Tibetan monk chanting. Mm-hmm. And it's like a droning music I often find very calming. All right. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. On this common less than three minutes video, the more that I like it, John, it's very good. All right. But I, I don't know that I... I guess a question that I would have for Binaural Sound Therapy, the YouTuber who put this video out... What about a binaural beat will make you come? Like, what are, what are, cause like, you know, there's binaural beats to calm you down, to make you focus, all these different things. Right, right. Like, what are, what are the aspects of the binaural beat in particular which lead to ejaculation, um, according to their sort of. Well, does it say it'll make you ejaculate or does it say it'll make you come? It, it does say that it'll make you come. It doesn't say that it'll make you ejaculate. Yeah, I think you're, you're really making this about you right now, Ian. Well, is it? I, just, I don't know. Would you call female coming ejaculation? 
No. I, guess I mean, no, like, yeah. I mean, like in some cases, yes. But like, like but in like, I, I mean, unless there something is being expelled, then then no, you uh, just you you would not call it ejaculation unless something is being ejaculated. Hold on, maybe maybe I maybe I'm going to get up an extra fool point though. I thought that coming was basically about ejaculation. Is coming <laughs> just like having a an orgasm? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming is coming is a like uh, you know generally considered to be an informal and um, crude synonym for. Orgasm. Well, hold on, though, John, because I just looked up on Urban Dictionary, and one of the top definitions, the act of blowing your load on a hot mama. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure we can trust that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would trust Anonymous, who posted this May 21st, 2003, a full 10 years of <laughs> lines, John. Uh, but yes, coming is, is synonymous with orgasm, not ejaculation. Hmm. Huh. Well, the more you know. <laughs> you, really, you didn't know that? Well, John, where, where are you going to learn that? Fucking sex ed? You think sex ed is telling you about coming? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for another fool point, Ian. <laughs> no, John, no. I, I don't think I can get a fool point for this one. That is absolutely a fool point. <sighs> well, hold on to John. But, like, but where... I don't know, like, I feel like, you know, I knew. So I'm going to come out here and I'm going to say it, and this might come as a surprise, so I'm a man. <laughs> um, and so most of the sexual material which I have interfaced with is designed for men, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I, I, just, I feel like when I've come across the word come, you know, or coming, it refers to ejaculation, either male or female. Um, like a, like a, a sort of a, a non-ejaculatory orgasm. I don't think I I don't think I've seen that referred to as coming. I am very confident that I have. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you you you, you could well be right here. Um, Certainly, Urban Dictionary, it, it vacillates between equating it to orgasming and, and particularly sort of defining it as ejaculation. Um, although it, it's really only defining it as ejaculation for men here, so which just makes me think that it's you know, just about the male orgasm process. Actually, hold on, I was on, I was on Urban Dictionary. It turns out there's a Wikipedia page for coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, though. It turns out it's about the name of several places in the United States. <laughs> I'm going to go to the coming disambiguation page right now. <laughs> Just going to see what I get. Hold on, though, John. Hold on. Oh, my goodness, John. We're going to need to reset the fool point board. What? Slang term for ejaculation. Bullshit. Wikipedia, John. Wikipedia. I call bullshit. I don't know. I, I, I was thinking that I might have deserved that fool point, John. Now I don't think so. Right. And I think at the very least... This is a matter of contention. It is not a settled thing. Listeners, um, we're going to take a quick break for a second while we try to settle this. (laughs) John, that's a great joke. Listeners, uh, we're back. We've done some research. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think 
that we both get full points here. I think okay. Ian gets a full point for not recognizing that cum can often and is often used simply to refer to orgasm. Uh, and I think I get a full point for not recognizing how common and prevalent the use of cum specifically to refer to ejaculation or ejaculate is and for sort of dismissing his position as foolish because he is correct that there are many places in which uh there in which it is presented as a given that cum is specifically referring to ejaculation or ejaculate so, so you do recognize the the maybe inherent i might need to give you an extra full point john uh because you did talk about how you are giving yourself a full point specifically for dismissing my position as foolish um mere seconds after awarding me a full point for my position um no i i, I stand by it i may have worded it <laughs> i may have worded it poorly um but no i i think that no i because I, i'm not giving you a full point for your position that it is um that it refers to ejaculation. I'm giving you a full point for not recognizing that it uh, can refer to simply orgasm. So essentially, essentially I'm giving you a, a full point for not recognizing that it can refer to orgasm and myself a full point for not recognizing that it can refer to simply ejaculation. Well, but I would, I would say that my, my position on it, so I certainly, it would, it would be one thing if I did not recognize the verb form of come. If I, if I thought that come referred explicitly in the noun form as ejaculate. But seeing as I, I viewed it as ejaculate or ejaculation or orgasming with ejaculate, I guess what you mean, maybe that's... Can you, can you ejaculate without orgasm? That's something I don't know. But, uh, maybe? Yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. But I think, but, so I think, I think my view did encompass um, coming as as a, a a component, or like there's there's a type of orgasm which could be referred to as coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my position was just that it was it could, it does not refer to all forms of yeah, uh, and that, that is the part orgasm. that I'm giving you the full point for. I don't, but I don't it, think that you've proven. I don't think you've no, proven it, that it does deserve. Right that. before so we came back, you said. Right before we came back, you said that I was in the majority for thinking that it can refer to all forms of orgasm. That is true, John. That's true that you're in the majority, but that doesn't make you right. I think that when it comes down to these sorts of things, you know, there's right and there's wrong. John. When it comes down to language, when it comes down to how people use language, the majority is precisely what matters. Hold on, John. Hold on. Stop the presses. Are you saying you are not a linguistic prescriptivist? Because if you are, John, we're going to cancel this fucking talk. <laughs> I only deal with John. The rules of language were handed down to us from on high. And if you if you do not agree with that position, then you can leave. <laughs> I I'm sorry John, you may leave, is what I should say. <laughs> uh, I do not agree with that position and I am not leaving. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh I'm gonna restart my come and listen three minutes video. We'll see if it works this time. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've I think we've both earned a bunch of fool points just now. <laughs> Let's move on to our our next ASMR artist that I liked. Uh, so so next up is an ASMR artist who actually has two channels. I was a little confused by this at first. 
So when I first came across her second channel, I thought, oh my god, this person stole audio from the, the other person. So, but then I realized that it's actually uh, just one person with two YouTube channels. Uh, uh, you might have to explain this one in a little bit greater detail for me, John, because I've tried following the links which you have posted. Yeah. Um, the, the one that who is your favorite and her dirty channel. The one that is your favorite doesn't seem to have any videos posted. Uh, it's just like it's no. It, it seems it, like it's the same thing, right? Like sensual whispers, ASMR, uh, sweet whispers, sweet whispers. Yeah, the, sweet the, it whispers, has videos. The, the homepage doesn't have anything, but if you click on the videos tab, she has a bunch of videos. But it seems like both of these links are going to the same place. Oh, they're not. Well, they're different links. Uh, so check. one of these. Uh, so the first channel is Sweet Whispers yeah, Sensual I, 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 ASMR. Places. That's another full point. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> How does this keep happening? How does this keep happening? Oh, I learn. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So. <laughs> so sweet whispers, central ASMR. Yeah. Interesting stuff. I thought. I didn't initially think like when I when I, I just listened to a couple of random videos, they didn't really seem all that ASMR-y to me. Um, yeah, I, I suppose they're not the most ASMR ASMR we've ever talked about on this ASMR podcast. Uh, but I mean, there's definitely a lot of whispering and soft spoken, personal attention, that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so I, I want to get back to it. So she has two channels. The first is Sweet Whispers Central ASMR. The other is Art of Naughtiness by Juicy Peach Audio Erotica, which is a very long name. That's uh, a very long name. These are, also, it does have a peach as the sort of image. It does. You, this might surprise our listeners, but it's not referring to peaches in the sort of Georgia sense of the <laughs> succulent fruit. Um, it is instead referring to a, a portion of the female anatomy, which I will leave to the viewer's imagination, because I don't believe. <laughs> Discussing naughty things. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so both of these channels have uh, pretty much the same... or the, the videos on both of these channels are pretty much the same format. Uh, she, so I guess the, the, the big thing is that neither of these channels really post videos. Uh, they post... So she posts a single still image with an audio track over it. Um, but, and in both cases, they're sort of sensual and or sexy video or like audio tracks that are, that's playing in which she is your girlfriend, uh, or not necessarily your girlfriend. She is someone with some sort of intimate romantic and or sexual relationship with you, the listener, and is sort of taking you through an evening with her, uh, or a delicious morning. Yeah. Uh, the biggest difference between the two videos is that um, Sweet Whispers Sensual ASMR is much more tame. Uh, Sweet Whispers Sensual ASMR is, yeah, I, would, I guess, is is sensual. It's sort of... Uh, she sort of skirts around the idea of sex. A lot of... Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, sort of massages, a lot of sensual intimate moments, a lot of cuddling... But nothing really sexually explicit. Uh, whereas "Art of Naughtiness" by Juicy Peach Audio Erotica is very sexually explicit. Uh, very sexually explicit. I listened to so 
one of these videos where the vast majority of it was uh, her giving you, the listener, a blowjob, or, like, the sound of her giving a blowjob. Um, so, but what the reason that I, I liked her videos, though, is because I think she's one of the best actors of, like, any ASM artist we've ever come across. Like, she really sells it. Well, what, I, what I'd say is she, I mean, I, I don't know, I, I listen to her, I feel like she could be recording audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, like, maybe not an actor in, like, this sort of, you know, stage or, or cinema sense necessarily, but, like, she is really giving a convincing sort of audio performance. Oh, absolutely. She's got, she's got fantastic diction. She's got a very good voice for it. She doesn't want... The reason why I sort of initially discounted this as, as not the sort of ASMR that I'm used to is that it's really... Um, it's, first off, I think she mostly sells... Well, yeah, she... Like Art of Naughtiness by Juicy Peach, audio erotica, right? Like it's it doesn't have ASMR in the name. So first, that's true. Yeah, be an ASMR channel. Well, it has ASMR in the name of a lot of the videos. It does have ASMR in the name of a lot of the videos. Um, it's pretty clearly an ASMR channel. But she she typically I don't know. It, it seems like she does not do soft spoken or whispering to the extent that most ASMRs. Do. Yeah, that's true. It, it's it really certainly is... she's just talking. She's just like she's sort of. And she'll talk in a sensuous manner. Yeah, I, I guess the story comes first, the performance comes first, and the ASMR comes second, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But, like, man, what a performance. Like, she she's really selling it. It's very mm-hmm. well done. Also, like, some yeah, of the she, best sound effects of any ASMR videos I've listened to. Yeah, and she's not got a huge subscriber count. So I would say, all of our tens of thousands of listeners, you should go and subscribe to Art of Naughtiness. Or if you're if you're in a work environment, go to subs- uh, subscribe to Sweet Whispers Central ASMR. I actually don't do either if you're working. Yeah, I, I wouldn't really recommend either at work. Uh, you know, the Sweet Whispers Central ASMR certainly much more tame. Still wouldn't necessarily say it's work appropriate. Yeah, still might get you fired. I guess it depends on what your job is, right? Yeah, John. Here's a question for you. Uh, Pornhub has got to have a fair number of engineers and stuff working on. Yeah, right? I, I think about this all the time. That there's all a the lot of people. <laughs> Who work for porn websites who just have regular jobs. Like, they don't have porn jobs. They have just regular office jobs for a porn company. And I just, I feel like at a, at a certain point, like, if you work for, I think Pornhub is owned by some conglomerate, but if you work for whatever that company is, presumably at some point, like, you have to go to the website at work. Well, but also, like, do you think I could, like, if I was working at your normal nine to five desk job, mm-hmm. and someone walks by and I'm watching pornography, I'm probably fine. Absolutely. Right? Like maybe maybe if it's a friend of mine and they're willing to not report it, but like if it's yeah, if you're just like, like openly if, if watching if the porn, ups, no, that's it. Yeah, you're done. You're you're, you're out of there. If I was working for Pornhub and I was openly watching porn, and it was not directly related, like it's it's not like I had a, a, a pressing business need to do it. But I wasn't like I wasn't jerking off or whatever. Yeah, was, it's just it, you had it. It was just open. something I was watching. Yeah. Like, do you think there would be repercussions? I think there would be repercussions. I don't think you'd get fired though. Like, I think it, Mike. I think it would be more severe than if your boss just happened to catch you like watching some random YouTube video or Netflix at work. Like, I think at most jobs, your boss is going to be like, "Hey." work don't don't be watching that you should be working and i think like if you are watching porn and you work at a porn company they're probably still gonna say like hey 
get back to work. But they also they might be like, you shouldn't be watching porn at work as well. Like I feel like it would probably be more severe than just like your boss catching you watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I I'm so curious what it would be like to have an office job for a porn company. Also, you know they've got to have, like, a lot of really tired jokes about it, right? Oh, absolutely. Also, like, every every Halloween party, there's all, they're going to be joking about what they're going to dress up as, right? Yeah, I like, I also wonder what the HR department is like at a porn company. Because, like, there's so many things that you have to do as a matter of course that, like, you will get you fired at any other company. But, like, you still have to do them within the right context, probably. Like, you probably can't be, like... Busting out like the dirtiest, most vulgar words you can think of, just like at lunchtime. But like, if you're naming some video, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, not that mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously that doesn't really work for porn groups; they don't make their own content for the most part. But like, what? you know, that you can you can come up with some other scenario in which like that's the case. I don't know. It's, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, it is very interesting. So I wanted to have a brief diversion, John, a brief diversion oh, no. to something that I discovered um, we need to wrap early on in this segment. Yeah. And this was, so this is, this is related. Okay. It is the YouTube channel ASMR Moans. And in particular, I, I clicked in at the video ASMR Moans. Okay. <laughs> the titular video for this ASMR channel. And it appears to mostly be a video which is entirely silent. There is no ASMR moaning, but I did occasionally hear some ASMR noises, so maybe it's very, very quiet. But I wanted to mention it in particular because the description for this video is by Quadcopter Ollie, and then a link to the Russian version of AliExpress, the um, sort of Western portal for Alibaba, the sort of the, the big Chinese manufacturing production website and it just tickled my fancy because i've been talking earlier this episode about all these um all these various middlemen advertising sites and i think i stumbled into one of them john (laughs) (laughs) i think i stumbled right first into one during this very recording (laughs) and john now i'm going to buy quadcopter for only 2010 comma seven nine i i presumably that's two thousand and ten point seven nine to two thousand three hundred and thirty six point one eight pi six which is presumably uh actually strelic for the form of currency which they use maybe rubles i don't know okay uh so then i finally would like to talk about oh wait no there's two videos left all right oh one as artist than one video. Uh, so next, then, I would like to talk about Ricky Odriosola ASMR. Uh, so this was uh, an ASMR artist who I came across when I typed in romantic ASMR rather than erotic. Uh, but it, it's still sort of, you know, it, it is romantic, it's sensual. It's a little erotic, though, I think. Um but he, so he does a lot of boyfriend roleplay videos, um, and really, I I wanted to add him in here because I had a strong suspicion um, that I was going to feel a little uncomfortable this episode with the uh, different with all the different women we were talking about in sort of se- sexual scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. 
And this was before I had any idea that Blurred Lines was going to come up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, you know, we're probably, you know, maybe maybe we're going to be saying some, some things that are making me uncomfortable. Maybe we're going to talk a little too much about a few too many women's bodies. So let's just, let's talk about this man instead for a little while. Let's let's talk about his body. Let's judge okay. him. Um, let's objectify this boy. Exactly. Uh, and then we're going to objectify ourselves again, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, um, so I, I did actually, I, I did quite enjoy his video as well. Um, yeah, no, I thought he had a fantastic voice. Oh, he does have a fantastic voice. And he really knows how to turn on the charm. I felt very wooed. Um, you know, he was smiling at me. He was complimenting me. He was telling me how beautiful I was. He was blushing while doing it. Um... Yeah, he does. He looks. He looks. He he looks both very sort of Indian, a little embarrassed. Oh, he just went in for a sweet little kiss. I feel like it's going to really be heartbreaking for him when I go and I tell him that in fact, you know, I mean, I think he's he you know he's I think he's an objectively attractive person. He's got great teeth. He's got good face, great voice. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not into dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be very hurtful for him. That is one thing that I, I thought he did a very good job with. Is I don't like he keeps everything quite vague. Like he never taught. I don't think at least uh, at no point that I noticed did he ever address your sex or gender. He never like talked about your hair color even. Like he he kept everything so that it could apply to anyone. But you know, mm-hmm. if you want those views, that's what you got to do. Can't be making anything too specific. And so I, I thought, well done, Ricky. Very professional. But also, like, it wasn't... It wasn't super noticeable either. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't... It, he, at no point was it obvious that he was trying to keep things vague. Everything felt like it was directed and made sense. But, you know, he kept everything vague enough that it could apply to everyone. It's like he mm-hmm. was writing a horoscopes or something as a former living... He's just like fucking doing a cold reading of me. Yeah, <laughs> cold reading with his 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 sort of sensuous smiles. Uh, so now, finally, let's talk about this uh, video that you added in for erotic Instant ASMR. Male activation, pure tones, warning, extremely powerful. That's not what I was referring that's to. Not, that's not the video at all. No, the video that I was talking about uh, was this. Like, because here's the thing, John. Right, like. The the sort of if our main quest this week was erotic ASMR, we've sort of already covered that, right? Yeah, you, know, you found something super erotic, some real erotic ASMR for sure. <laughs> well, so I was, I, the thing is, I when, I when I saw that you want to talk about erotic ASMR this week, I said, well, "Hold on, we already watched Japanese ASMR." <laughs> So I went back to our favorite subreddit, the Japanese ASMR subreddit, and I've got to say, the place has cleaned up a bit. Oh. Since we last visited there. Um, yeah, it looks like it's it looks like it's on the upward trend. But I did manage to find this video pretty quickly, so maybe not. <laughs> this is ASMR Japanese slimy hands and a foot. And then followed by some, some Japanese characters, which I can't read. I, I can't either. I, I cannot. Okay. Now, this might be the most obscure ASMR artist that we've ever talked about, because they've got 27 subscribers. It is ASMR Hand, and then a variety of Japanese characters, which, again, cannot read, yeah. cannot understand. Um, and it's basically just a video where this this individual... I guess I'm assuming it's a man based off of the hands and the feet, but it could be a woman. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I can't say for sure. 
Uh, well, if they've got slimy hands, John, <laughs> so, so slimy hands. hands. <laughs> so are, gross. They are massaging their feet with their slimy hands. Oh, that's awful. And I just sort I of brought that. it up just to take a look at it. Um, and boy, oh boy, you know, there's a lot of times, I feel, where the titles of these videos are misleading, or they're sort, of, they're, they're sort of a come-on in some sense. This was not a come-on. No, this is... This was, it tells you exactly what it is. It's very on the nose. An objective, sort of fact-oriented <laughs> depiction of what's about to occur. It really is. And that is an ASMR Japanese... Actually, I don't know for a fact it's Japanese, but... It tells me it's all super true. But it's slimy hands and a foot. It, it absolutely, absolutely is. It couldn't be. It's so gross. More accurate. It's so bad. And I will say, John, I did, I had this video on and I forgot to turn it off before I went to the next video and then I watched some of the, um, Mr. Romantic ASMR. Yeah, oh. Having these noises in the background really does recontextualize those videos. Oh, I bet. You know, oh, watching this video, I, I, I have, I've had it going the whole time we've been talking about it, just to really <laughs> get me. Oh, I hate, oh, it's so bad. It's so gross. Now, John, can you do me a favor? Yes. Um, in when editing this video, can you insert some of the audio from this video into this section, just so our listeners can experience the sort of symphonic audio which we ourselves are being. Um, exposed to uh, I, suppose, I, I might be able to do that. I might forget. I feel like the audio isn't really the work. It's really the visuals that get me. It's the visuals that are the most disturbing, but you can't put those in a podcast. You can't <laughs> put the audio in. And I think it tells us, at the very least, it will let our listeners know that there's something to check out here. Yeah, just, <laughs> imagine like some really wet fart sounds. That's sort of what you're dealing with. And also, now I've got this playing, but I've also oh, got so one of my binaural videos playing in the background. So I've got binaural Japanese oh. slimy hands in the foot. And let me tell you, John, uh, I might have come. I keep looking at this. So this slime, uh, going back to our earlier discussion, I would say it looks like cum. Now, hold on, John. I've just gotten to um, minute six, second thirty of this video, and a a little text pop up has come up saying, "Sorry, my cats are playing upstairs." That's not what I feel. I need an apology for. And it's just like if I'm hearing cat playing noises in this video, to me that would be a delight. <laughs> be a relief. Like a, a distraction from from this whole ordeal. <laughs> But here's the thing, though, John. Four thumbs up, zero <laughs> thumbs down. This is a niche market, but this person knows how to appeal to it. <laughs> they sure do. I hate looking at it so bad. God, yeah. It Every really time it just get gets worse. Better. Now hold on, though, John. And it's one of the so But it's, it's like congealing. It's getting... It's, it's getting creamy. Oh, it gets it's creamy. It's so creamy. It starts off as a pretty transparent slime. Actually, yeah, I just went back and started this video. It's not as bad as the beginning. It, like, it, it yeah, gets it worse. it really does. It gets so creamy. <laughs> it gets creamier and creamier. I'm going to skip ahead to the end, and it's basically like marshmallow. Wow. John, i got to ask, what sort of slime are they using? What sort of slime has... So I'm seeing there's a bottle here. There's a bottle from which they're dispensing the slime. Yeah. I just... 
What could it be? Ingredients: agua, sodium, something. D K A. Is that an E? <laughs> oh, that was just like globules all over his foot. Yeah. And hey, oh. <laughs> it's it's so okay, John. This is a, this is the embrace Irish moss invigorating body wash. Oh, it's um, soap. It's well, oh, it's body, body wash. wash. I guess John. that kind of makes sense. I guess if you don't. Get it frothy. Yeah, like, lather it up. Yeah, yeah. I guess, so I mean, thing, that helps a little bit, but I still hate it. Here's the thing, John. Maybe this makes it much worse, because now the next time you go to wash yourself, and you're putting some body <laughs> wash on your body, you're basically an ASMR Japanese slimy hands and foot. <laughs> you are reenacting this video um, just for, for yourself, you know, a little private show. Ugh. Oh, wow. Can we move on? I think we can, yes. Okay, I'm closing this. Ah, I close it. I went oh. right back to our outline page, looking at all these Ugandan knuckles. <laughs> and though I am sad, it is in fact racist. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, though. Like, oh yeah, that's not a surprise. Yeah, it's like, it's, it really is not, is it? It's, it is, it's got Uganda right in the name. Uganda? Uganda? Uh, it's Ugandan, I think, but Uganda is almost certainly the name of it. Mm. So, I don't know. Listeners, um, I'm still recovering from watching that video, but. <laughs> we sacrificed ourselves. We did. You, and that, so that brings us to our rotating segment this week. That's right. Today's rotating segment is slime time. No, um, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> we thought, you know. Or I thought, what better way for ASMR Quest to celebrate Valentine's Day than talking about the thing we love most? That's right, listeners. It's you. Our special segment this week is an extended indulgence corner. It's what the fans have been craving (laughs) and demanding. Um, We've got a lot to talk about. We do. A lot to talk about. So... Yeah, there's all there's a special fan that's close to all of our hearts. I think it's close to my heart. It's close to yours. Yeah, and uh, listeners, I hope that he's close to your heart as well. That's right. We're talking today about Danny D, our Valentine. Yeah, ASMR <laughs> Quest 2018's hashtag Valentine is Danny D, <laughs> our number one fan. But that's not what's most important. What's most important today? What's most important? <laughs> that's a full point. <laughs> I sound like I'm drunk, but I I just. That just video really uh, got me. You're all um, slammed up. Nowhere to go. So, Danny D may be our number one fan, but what's more important today, or, uh, I mean, this Valentine's season, <laughs> this Valent- is that... What's the Valentine's season, John? Well, the Valentine's season is what happens when you're putting out an episode close to Valentine's, but you are neither recording it nor releasing it on Valentine's. Yeah, I guess we're not actually releasing this episode tomorrow, are we? No. It's not going to be released. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. so, the Valentine's segment of the calendar. Yep. Uh, what's most important is that we're Danny D's number one fans. But <laughs> in fact, I was kind of ruined by separating those two statements. He may be our number one fan, but we're his number... No- 
Fuck it. We got some split infinitives all over the place, John. Split infinities, essentially, is what we're dealing with here. The point is, we love you, Danny D. Uh, And a a weird amount of my life, and like my time and thought and satisfaction, is now all sort of based around just this one guy from Kansas who I've never met. Jeez, that doesn't sound healthy, John. I'm I'm not going to come out and prescribe very It's it's not an unhealthy thing. It's just, you know, every once in a while, I'll see he liked one of our tweets, and it's like, ah, Danny D liked one of our tweets. How exciting. Okay. And, you know, it's just always satisfying want... to know that someone's listening to our mess of a podcast. I just don't want this to be like a Stephen King's misery situation where Danny D, uh, he gets stranded on the side of the road, and you come out and you help him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you know, he gets into a car accident, you nurse him back to health. But it turns out that, like, you know, you're sort of going to keep him captive in your in your cabin. I, I am not. I'm not going to do any of that. It's that horrifying scene where you break his legs. No, I, I, I'm not. Yeah, none no. of that. Because I didn't like that scene at all, John. I don't want you to reenact it. No. With Danny D. I will be doing none of that. I will keep okay. a safe distance. Okay. Uh, but I, I did have... 200 yards, John. 200 yards. I, I did, uh, in the last couple of weeks tweet about sports quite a bit because you know there's the super bowl and then also the olympics which are the sports i watch um and so i, I had a bunch of tweets about sports and danny d liked several of them which i found very proud or very invigorating very exciting knowing that he is such a sports fan himself uh which then brings me to another one of our fans cassie who also liked one of my sports tweets I don't know whether or not Cassie is a sports fan, but it's still very exciting to have people like my sports tweets. Well, that's good. John, maybe you could be a sports commentator. Oh, I think I would have a lot of really insightful things to say. Much like I do about ASMR. So true, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, sure. One of the two of us has, in fact, uh, is, in fact, a published author at one of the nation's leading sports <laughs> analytics conferences. But sure, let's listen to your sports opinions, John. Uh, Ian, do you want to elaborate on that real quick for the listeners? Oh, I did. Uh, I, I do have a paper which has been published at MIT's um, Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. Mm-hmm. Um I am not, in fact, a big, knowledgeable sportsman. This will come as a surprise to a lot of people. I did watch the Super Bowl, and I gotta say, I, I, I watched the Super Bowl, and I said, I feel like there's a lot of yardage going on this game. I looked it up afterwards, turns out, the most yardage of any professional football game in history. So I do know something really? about sports. Wow. Yeah, um, Yeah. well, it was it was like, I mean, I think, how many punts were there, were there that game? Like, two? It was pretty Yeah, nuts. that's true. Yeah, th- there was a lot. It's a good point. It, you can lose track of it because, like, you know, out of every five minutes, four are advertising. But, really, there was, there was a lot of action that game. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good game, though. Good. I, I, was, I thought it was, a, it was a very exciting, very exciting Super Bowl. It's nice. always sad to see the pass lose. But you know what? I mean... They went off in enough. Yeah, that, that was sort of my take on it, too. I was like, ah, too bad they lost. Well, it's always next year. Yeah, always <laughs> next. We are, the Patriots are, in fact, favorites to win next year. <laughs> it, it's kind of fun to be a, well, I don't know, a fan. I, I'm going to call myself a fan, despite being such a casual one. Uh, but it is fun. You watch one game of theirs a year. Exactly. When they are inevitably in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But there's something really satisfying about being a fan of 
such a dominating team. Like, where you have this sort of just, like... popular team. They're sort of the underdogs in public opinion. Yeah. Uh, They're not the underdogs in terms of, you know, they've got a very dominant team. They spend, I think, a lot more money than other people. Yeah. I get why a lot of people are are not happy with the Patriots. They did have Deflategate, which was a great name. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, for a silly thing. I, I just sort of like the... I guess, like, the entitlement of Patriots fans were, like, Patriots fans just expect the Patriots to win. Like, like, uh, and there's that whole thing about, like, do your job, where the implication is that your job isn't to play a sport. Your job is to win at that sport. Like, there's no other sports team or, like, sports fans that I can think of who are like, yeah, you know, go out there and win. That's that's what you're supposed to do. You just gotta win. That's just you know, everyone's like, oh they're gonna go, they're gonna play well, I hope they win. The Patriots fans are like, Yeah, you, you better fucking win. Come on. Like <laughs> So that's what you do. Yeah. Also, I will say, I mean, if you don't like the Patriots, that's unpatriotic. <laughs> By definition, I thought a very clever maneuver by the Patriots <laughs> to sort of just seize down, like, on the whole name of... Like, if I ever create a professional sports team, I'm going to call it the... I'm going to call it America. Because <laughs> then you you have to say, I love America, right? Yeah, you can't be un-American. Like, so what are your feelings on America, John? Oh, I love America. Precisely. <laughs> Precisely, John. Uh... See, um, Danny D, doing a great job, liking my tweets. Glad to have you as a fan. Cassie? Uh, I was just, just looking at some of your tweets, though, John. Yeah. i got to say, I've got one critique. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got one critique. So this tweet I've got of yours... I've got to hold on. I, to kind of, I closed out of it. Like a fool. Tom Brady is still the Chris Jericho football, posted at 7.20 p.m., the 4th of February, 2018. Yeah. On that same day, you said, that was my only football tweet for the year. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, yeah, and then I I, I did oh, go back yeah, on no. that statement. Yeah, an hour, one hour, and 33 minutes later, uh, what tweet do I have from you? <laughs> one more football tweet. Very happy for that old man cheering for the Eagles. Yeah, well, he was a very old man. So... And he, he seemed very excited about the Eagles. Well, it's not, it's not, the question isn't how old this man was. I don't care how old he was, John. What I care about is you, you specifically, you commented on your own tweet saying, that is yeah. my and only I called my shots year. and I called them wrong. <laughs> sometimes you call your shots and it's a, it's a real badass move. And sometimes you call your shots and you look like a fool. Well, give me a fool point, Ian. I'm still, I still have as many as you. I'll give you. I'll give you a full point for that one. I'll, I'll let you off with, with one full point. All right, thank you. Uh, I'd, I'd also like to uh, thank Jonathan you know, for being an early supporter of the show uh, and for creating our theme music that we use twice, or at least twice every episode. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll, tell, I'll tell him that we talk about um, prescriptivist versus descriptivist uh, language uh, this episode. He might listen to it. He's, he's a big fan of linguistics. No, oh, interesting. Did not know that. Uh, and finally, I'd just like to give a quick little shout out to all of our Twitter followers. We got at Avery underscore Alina, at Jillico Billy, at the ASMR Unboxing, at Chili Rhythm, at Terra on the Rocks, at Raji Rue, at The Real Judy D, at Johninator, nice. at Classiest Miracle, 
and at Mr. Foley John. And Man, we got a whole we got a we got a regular posse, John. That's right. So we should have an ASMR quest column. The the ASMR army is huge. Uh, Hashtag ASMR army. So thank you to all of our Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. Now this sounds very much like a sort of end of year wrap up, John. <laughs> it's our Valentine special. I guess this is the closest thing we'll have to like a year in review. Other yeah. than the, the New Year's... We could have done something. Here's one, thing, here's one thing that I think we need to discuss very seriously yeah. here. Um, I feel like we've been coasting on holidays themes for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've, we're sort of... Because, I mean, after Valentine's Day, I mean, that's it, right? Yeah. That's the end of holidays. <laughs> Until, like, Labor Day or something. I don't even know. Yeah, we'll find stuff to do. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'm I'm saying I'm worried, John. I think we might need to start like coming up with some of those, some of those like holidays that aren't really holidays, like National Chocolate Day, or yeah, we could we could consider doing that. We could look into it. Uh, so finally, though, I would like to move on to our final segment, the Indulgence Corner. I think we've already maybe gone over this one. So you may recall last episode in the Indulgence Corner, we posed a couple of questions to Danny D. And so Danny D, he wrote back, and he gave us some great answers. So I'm going to go ahead and read all of these right now. Oh man, I think my my answers to your questions are going to necessitate a... I'm really fucked up already. I'm going to start over. Whew. Oh man, I think my answers to your questions are going to necessitate a thread, even with the extension to 280 characters for tweet. Firstly, the question, which cheesy pasta do you feel like in 2018, (laughs) was indeed asked by Ian towards the end of the previous episode. The question, which anime girl do you feel like in 2018, was the original, I concede. However, due to the fact that I am not familiar with a single anime girl, and that I am familiar with many cheesy pastas, I found the latter more compelling personally. As for the capitalization of cheesy pasta, well, I gotta think there's some sort of subconscious reverence for cheesy pasta boiling to the surface there. It was not a conscious decision, but perhaps on some level, I think cheesy pasta is so good it deserves proper noun status. As I mentioned a couple of tweets back, I'm not familiar with any anime girls. Therefore, I can neither confirm nor deny whether there is an anime girl named Cheesy Pasta. However, if there is, then she is my favorite, and also the one I most feel like so far in 2018. Finally, the Cheesy Pasta I most feel like so far in 2018 is Ricotta Stuffed Manicotti. Had you asked... (laughs) Had you asked this time last year... And then parentheses, and probably up until mid-December, close parentheses. I would have said lasagna for sure. Hashtag ASMRMI, hashtag cheesy pasta, hashtag anime girls, hashtag stand with Ian if you want, hashtag it's a free country. God, that is, that's, there you go. Danny, you should probably start your own podcast. <laughs> I think you could do that on <laughs> Um... I do want to say, John, I, I I was I was doing some important research here. Yeah. Uh, into if we if we do want to stick with sort of holiday themed episodes, <laughs> yeah. um, what is the holiday for our next episode? And there is no holiday that will fall on our next recording date, but there is a holiday very close to it, and it's Linus Pauling Day, John. 
Um, and so I guess I would like to leave our listeners and Danny D with the question, you know, what are your fondest memories of and sort of traditions regarding Linus Pauling Day? <laughs> Uh, you know, do you do you have fond memories? He was he was a a Nobel Prize winner, um, a researcher in immunology, the only person who has won two undivided Nobel prizes. Wow! So maybe like waking up early and going underneath the Linus Pauling tree and seeing what various infectious diseases <laughs> have been left there for you to contract <laughs> this year. Um, but yeah, you can let us know. Uh, you can, you can, I was, I was going to try to like lead that into the, you, know, you can like contact us via various mechanisms, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the mechanisms by which you could contact us. We've got an email uh, at uh, ASMRquesting at gmail.com. We've got the Twitter As- ASMR, quest, ASMR underscore quest at ASMR underscore twist quest. Um, we've both got Facebook accounts, but I don't think that's really part of this. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, we have personal can, uh, Twitter accounts that you can follow. Um, I tweet very irregularly, and Ian tweets not at all. Oh, hold on. Oh, you tweeted once. Tweet. No, I've tweeted multiple times. Oh, multiple oh my. I, I should catch up. Yeah, you got to catch up on all my tweets. I have some quality t- tweets. Some treat tweets, I would say. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, you can... You can uh, like our show. I actually don't know if you can like shows. You can give us a five-star rating and review. <laughs> Good job, Ian. That you can, too. Um, yeah, and thank you for listening, all. Uh, stay tingly. <laughs> Shit, I wasn't ready for that. Sean, you, you got a full point for yeah, that Yeah, that's one. fair. I think, I, I think you still got more total. than me. I think the final total... I think you've got seven full points. I think I've probably got, like... like nine? Maybe. I don't know. If anyone was keeping track, let us know. Thank you. Stay Stay tingly. Tingly.